What is up, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things that spoke to me, as well as take a look around the NHL. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time and not familiar with myself, I am a former contributor to SB Nation. Uh, having written for uh, the Bruins and Blackhawks sites there, and also former news editor at The Score, covering all things hockey for about five years. And this is, I believe, the 194th episode of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. So if you have missed any of the previous episodes, well, you missed some good stuff, but I thank you for joining me today. And as I record here on Friday, August 7th, we're about 25 minutes away from the start of hockey action where we will see six elimination games or potential elimination games with uh, six qualifying round series at two to one with the possibility of all six advancing today with the Carolina Hurricanes and the Calgary Flames already having advanced. We'll touch on that here in a few moments as I break down kind of who I would like to see the Bruins play in the first round. What is yet to be decided for our Bruins is whether they will finish with the third or fourth seed, and that will be determined based on the result of Sunday's round-robin game against the Washington Capitals. The Capitals have secured only one point through three games so far, and that was via a shootout loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Bruins have recorded no points after two regulation losses, one to the Philadelphia Flyers, the other to those same Lightning. If the Bruins are able to beat the Capitals in any fashion on Sunday, they will secure the third seed. If uh, they lose, then they get the four seed. It's pretty simple. Now, it's expected that the Bruins will have as close to a final lineup as we're going to get here in the playoffs with Andre Kasha finally making his return to play debut after having missed uh, a bunch of time uh, quarantined and then getting late to Toronto. We've told that story here on the podcast many times before. As I record, the Bruins have yet to practice here on Friday. I believe they're practicing sometime this afternoon, and Bruce Cassidy will address the media around 5 p.m. So in the absence of kind of a glimpse at practice and what the line combinations will be, here is what my optimal lineup for the Bruins would look like heading into Sunday's game. No secret, the top line is as set in stone as any trio across the NHL. Brad Marchand on the left side, Patrice Bergeron down the middle, David Pasternak on the right side. Boom, book it. I would move Jake DeBrusque back to the second line. We all know that on Wednesday he played on the third line, right wing with Charlie Coyle and Andres Bjork. I would move him back to the left side, give him some more familiarity with David Krejci, who he has played with extensively, and put Andre Kasha on the right side. That was the line that we all expected to form upon trading for Kasha prior to the deadline. And 
that's what I think needs to happen uh, just to at least give them a look and to see if they can find something in this game against the Capitals. I think that would be a pretty solid top six for Bruce Cassidy. The third line is where things get a bit trickier because if you want to keep, say, the most effective players in the lineup, you'll have an abundance of left-hand shots and um, nobody with a right-hand shot to play on the right side with Charlie Coyle. You could put Nick Ritchie on the left side with Coyle and then Bjork on the right side. Again, he's not a right-hand shot, so we'd be playing as off-wing. You could put um, Bjork on the left side with Coyle and Ritchie on the right side. Again, not ideal. There's going to be someone who's going to play on their off-wing unless you put say, a Carson Kuhlman on the right side and uh, either put, uh, yeah, either bench uh, someone from the fourth line to put Richie or Bjork down there in lieu of Joaquin Nordstrom. But I feel like Cassidy wants to keep Nordstrom, Sean Corrali, and Chris Wagner together as a fourth line. So basically you have Coyle set in stone at center, and then either Richie, Bjork, or Kuhlman to fill out those lines. And it's a it's a difficult decision. You could either put Kuhlman in there to get that right-hand shot, some speed and skill on the right side, or you put Bjork on his off wing. Uh, he has more potential you know, defensive responsibility at that side and um, you know, has played with Charlie Coyle quite a bit this season as well. Ultimately, I think that's probably what will happen. You'll have Richie, Bjork, and Coyle forming that uh, third line with Nordstrom, Corrali, and Wagner on the fourth line. Um, again, not ideal to have a left-hand shot on the right side, but uh, for as much as the Bruins worked to add Kasha to the top six to add some right-side depth, uh, the only other options would be either Kuhlman, uh, or putting Jack Stanika back in the lineup as a right winger on the third line, or putting Zach Sinishin in at the third line. And that would involve, yeah, either um, Bjork or Richie being scratched if uh, Cassidy is indeed married to that fourth line. I, I wouldn't be opposed to scratching um, Nordstrom and bumping Richie down to the third line, having a fourth line of, of Richie. Corrali and Wagner, and then a third line of Bjork, Coyle, Kuhlman. Uh, but Nordstrom is pretty heavily relied upon for the penalty kill and is uh, a guy that, yeah, Cassidy relies upon a lot. So all that to say, yeah, there's some question marks for sure as to how the bottom six will shake out, specifically the third line. Uh, I believe the top two lines should be pretty set in stone. Cassidy really seems to love that fourth line, so there are some decisions to be made there, and and we'll get some more clarity on that when the Bruins practice here on Friday and certainly on Saturday as well. Keep in mind, they do have two days of practice before this game on Sunday against the Capitals. Defensively, I'm not sure if there'll be any changes. I kind of floated the idea yesterday of adding uh, Connor Clifton in lieu of Jeremy Lozon just to get, again, that left-right balance and to put uh, a, a guy who can maybe 
move the puck and play with the puck a bit more effectively than Lozon aside uh, Matt Grizzlick, but Grizzlick and Lozon was a pairing that was working pretty well before the pause, so I don't really see Bruce Cassidy tinkering with that too much. Uh, so again, keep an eye on the Locked On Boston Bruins Twitter account at LO underscore Boston Bruins, and I'll be sure to uh, just pass on any lineup news and notes from Bruins camp uh, prior to Sunday's game against the Capitals. But it's a big game. Like I said, winner advances to uh, the third spot. Loser stays down in fourth. And uh, here in a moment, we'll get into what exactly the implications of that seeding could be. Again, like I said, there are six elimination games uh, set to take place today with a couple high-profile Eastern Conference teams potentially being axed before the playoffs even begin. The Pittsburgh Penguins will be taking on the Montreal Canadiens this afternoon, facing a 2-1 series deficit. They'll be turning to Tristan Jari in net over Matt Murray, although the defense in front of whoever is in net seems to be more the issue there. Um, And also the Toronto Maple Leafs are facing elimination after a 4-3 overtime loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets on Thursday night after they coughed up a a 3-0 lead in that game, if you can believe it, although it shouldn't be too difficult to uh, picture that scenario taking place, to be quite honest. The Florida Panthers are looking to also stave off elimination at the hands of the New York Islanders. That game is set to take place very shortly here with the Islanders holding a 2-1 series lead. So what does this all mean for our Boston Bruins? Well, like I said earlier, they will finish no higher than third in the Eastern Conference and potentially they will drop to fourth. So here's what I would like to see happen for the Bruins. My ideal first round opponent would be uh, the winner of the Islanders Panthers series. I really think either of those teams are very beatable and would be a good kind of, uh, they would provide a good test for the Bruins, but ultimately not uh, a knockout blow for the Bruins. Um, the Islanders specifically very tight defensively, but Uh, certainly not as good or deep as the Bruins and uh, would give the Bruins kind of a good, a good fight, but um, nothing too major in my estimation. Certainly the Panthers uh, even less so. So I am hoping for a scenario in which the Bruins play the winner of that series. Now for that to happen, they would need to finish in the third spot, seeing as The Hurricanes have already advanced. They're the sixth seed. If the Canadians do hold on and beat the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are currently the fifth seed, then the Hurricanes would be in line to play whoever finishes fourth. And based on how they played um, in the first round against the Rangers, uh, they certainly look like a dangerous team. So if the Penguins are able to come back, and finish fifth, then whoever plays, whoever finishes in fourth would play the Penguins. If that makes sense. I hope I'm uh, explaining this right. Basically, because they will not finish with one of the top two seeds, they cannot play either one of the bottom two seeds. So if Montreal wins, Boston can't play Montreal. If 
Florida wins, they likely won't play the Panthers. If Toronto or Columbus wins, then it's certainly possible that they could play one of those two teams. If Pittsburgh wins, they could end up facing the Panthers, or they could also end up facing uh, one of the Islanders, or um, maybe not the Panthers, um, because they could be the bottom seed. So basically the Bruins could end up playing the Islanders, one of Toronto or Columbus, or Pittsburgh. I think those are the most likely scenarios. I wouldn't be too disappointed, really, if they play any of those teams. I don't want to play the Hurricanes, per se, because of how strong they looked, but the Penguins certainly look beatable based on the fact that they're, you know, losing to the Canadians. The uh, Blue Jackets and Maple Leafs certainly look beatable, and I think the Islanders are beatable as well. Uh, And, I mean, at the end of the day, the Bruins beat the Hurricanes in the Eastern Conference Final last year uh, in a sweep. So, really, we shouldn't be too concerned about them either. The Bruins were the best team in the regular season. And if you had told me, you know, heading into the playoffs that they would play one of these teams in the first round, I would have been okay with it. Um, I think where the seeding will be problematic is in the next round. Um, If they advance and there are no upsets in the first round, you know, they could finish with the third seed and maybe have to play uh, the Lightning or the Flyers or same if they finish with the with the fourth seed. And, you know, obviously they've already lost to both of those teams and that would not be ideal. With the first seed, you're obviously guaranteed to play the lowest seed in each subsequent round. Whereas if you finish in the middle, you have a harder road. Uh, But still, I have faith in our Boston Bruins that they can beat any Eastern Conference team in a seven-game series. The teams that scare me the most would, of course, be the the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Philadelphia Flyers. I'm not that concerned about the Capitals, to be honest. And I think they can beat them on Sunday to get the third seed um, if all things are equal. And... um, You know, again, the danger with that is that if the Penguins do come back and beat the Canadians, then the third seed, you would have to play the Hurricanes. So that's not necessarily ideal. But if the Canadians hold on, the fourth seed will play the Hurricanes, and then the Bruins would likely play uh, the Islanders if they're able to beat the Panthers, and if the Bruins are able to take the third seed. That is my ideal first-round scenario uh, after having said all that (laughs) so the Bruins need to beat the Capitals on Sunday the Islanders need to win here on uh, Friday or I guess in game five as well and the Canadians also need to hold on and beat the Penguins so if you can believe it we should be rooting for the Canadians to beat the Penguins having said that if the Penguins do come back they certainly do look beatable and if the Bruins fall to the fourth seed and have to play the Penguins That should be scarier for the Penguins than for the Bruins. So, to recap, of all the teams the Bruins could possibly play in the first round, here's how I would rank them from uh, most ideal to least ideal. Basically, anybody but the Hurricanes is what I'm saying, is who I would prefer to play. I'm not scared of the Islanders. I'm not scared of the Panthers. Not really too worried about the Penguins. 
the Maple Leafs and Blue Jackets certainly have deficiencies that are on full display in their series. And the Hurricanes really seem to be the class of the lower seeds or the qualifying teams in the Eastern Conference. So, Bruins, let's try to do whatever we can to avoid having to play the Hurricanes in the first round, shall we? You know what? I think I'm going to keep it short and sweet for today's podcast. The Bruins had the day off yesterday. Like I said, they don't practice till later in the afternoon on Friday, so there's not really a lot of news coming out from them. Uh, They'll be doing a lot of scoreboard watching for sure over the next couple days as they prepare for their game on Sunday against the Washington Capitals. Now, it's possible that uh, everything will be decided before that. Uh, We actually don't even have a time yet for that game. I guess it all depends on whether or not these series have wrapped up. There could be some Game 5s to go down on Sunday, uh, including Arizona and Nashville, Minnesota and Vancouver West, and then Florida and the Islanders and Columbus, Toronto will play on Sunday as well if their series go to a Game 5. So I guess whether or not they will be playing will decide when the Bruins will play on um, Sunday. So it's possible that they will know who potentially will be the, uh, you know, five and six seeds heading into uh, Sunday. We already know the Hurricanes will be one of those teams, whether they're fifth or sixth depends on if a team uh, below them in the standings uh, is able to pull off an upset or not. If the Penguins lose, most notably, if the Penguins win, they'll be the five seed and the Hurricanes would be six. If the Canadians win, then Hurricanes will be the five seed. And then, you know, it's a bit up in the air from there as to whether uh, the Islanders, Blue Jackets, or Maple Leafs would move up to the sixth seed. Um, again, if the Panthers win that series against the Islanders, then whoever wins between Columbus and Toronto would jump into the sixth seed. And that's who the Bruins would play if they were to finish in third. Basically the Bruins potential opponents at the moment would be Carolina, Pittsburgh, the Islanders, Blue Jackets, or Maple Leafs. And so that's what the scoreboard watching will be over the weekend. Like I said, the early action is set to begin uh, pretty much right away. So A lot of moving parts in the NHL at the moment, and be sure to tune in on Monday where we will have, you know, all the clarity in the world as to where the Bruins finish, who their first round opponent will be, and also on Monday evening, I guess, is when it will be decided who will get the first overall pick. So huge weekend in the NHL, unprecedented for this time of year, and uh, should be exciting to watch. I will likely jump on hot mic on Sunday for the game against the Capitals. If you want to join me on there, check my Twitter at ENC McLaren for details. And uh, I will also, of course, be tweeting throughout the games uh, some random facts and or dad jokes that you've come to expect. Elsewhere for me on the weekend, yeah, not too many plans going on. Be watching a lot of hockey, hopefully picking up a new-to-us van today, and also watching the second half of the new season of Umbrella Academy. We are pushing our way through Season 4 of Billions. 
I'm looking forward to watching The Rain on Netflix, which is a underrated show from Sweden, I believe. And yeah, continuing How I Met Your Mother, I'm currently reading Deacon King Kong, a novel by James McBride. And also, yeah, looking forward to some, uh, yeah, just hangs on, on the deck with the family. So I hope you are all doing well. I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Locked on Boston Bruins podcast. Hopefully I was able to explain the scenarios properly and who I would like to see in the lineup for the Boston Bruins over the weekend. If anything changes between now and Sunday's game lineup wise, then uh, be sure to yeah follow the show's Twitter account to get the latest on that at LO underscore Boston Bruins. Short and sweet episode today, which is how the higher-ups like it. And uh, we'll be back on Monday with some more Locked On Boston Bruins. Thanks so much for listening, friends. Take care and have a great weekend.